Today, we're talking to Etienne de Bruin about his latest book on CTO excellence and how to balance the entrepreneurial spirit. You're listening to Joel Beasley, Modern CTO. Dude, this is great. All right, so you have a new book. Let's talk about your book. What is this book that you've written? So the reason, first and foremost, I wanted to write a book because I want to write several books. And so I've, right before COVID, uh, you know, as you know, I founded seven CTOs. I talked to hundreds of CTOs like you do. We do a lot of coaching and peer coaching and groups with CTOs. So so I, I see a lot going on with the same people uh, all the time. Like we have cohorts and, 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 and one of the things I noticed that was making me sad was watching CTOs come into new positions at companies or watching CTOs who sort of let their roles go stale. Uh, and sometimes it's circumstantial, but um, it was sad for me to see brilliant minds, people who can solve incredible problems, um, are brilliant thinkers, really screw the pooch when it comes to some really basic things to work inside of a company. And so I, I, I was thinking, I was thinking, what if I could, what if I could give people, especially CTOs, like you know. A period of time and during that period a way to set themselves up to, to succeed at a company so I came up with 100 days because in America presidents keep saying in my first 100 days I'll do A, B and C they make a lot of promises for their first 100 days well in America that's actually the only time they do any work <laughs> that's how <laughs> Well, I lied. So, I lied. There's another hundred days before yes, re-election, yeah. right before so, the re-election. Yes, yes. Oh, that's hilarious. I actually did draw draw the inspiration from politicians because I was when I was coming to America in the uh, 2000s. I was I was actually interviewing in California, and the the presidential race was on between Bush and Al Gore. And I just, in these debates and in these conversations, I just heard them say, well, in my first 100 days, I am going to tackle this and I'm going to establish that. And on day one, I'm going to this. And then I did some research about the first 100 days and it actually comes from FDR's days in the the Great Depression where he basically created the New Deal with America. And he did actually... Do most of his work in his first 100 days. And so my thinking was, what if I could, what if I could give the CTO a 100 day guide for what to focus on so that they can have a really frictionless landing into a company, which of course involves just so much more than the tech. Uh, it's, it's the relationships, it's communication, it's EQ, it's, of course, the business objectives, it's understanding where, what success looks like, t- like to, to other C-suite members. And uh, so the book really takes you through what, what 100 days could look like for you, what you should do in those 100 days in order to set yourself up for success at the company, if it's a new one you've joined. Or, like I said, if you are in a bit of a lull, 
this is like a hundred days for you to revamp your role at the company. I love it. And I'm so grateful that you did something like this because, you know, you will get people that listen to the show and they, they study the, the speakers or myself who has done that. And I'll know the 20, the 30 things, the things that you should be thinking about. And, but here's the thing at the end. If I actually got hired as the CTO of a company tomorrow, I still need to write it out because it's not a plan until it's written out. And you can know all the things, but to bring them up in real time in the correct order, and then to make sure that this blueprint has some legitimacy behind it. For example, you and your team coaching people through this exact thing. I mean, uh, Mitesh, right? He's in his first 100 days right now. Did he get a copy of this book? Did he? Mitesh. Yeah. Mitesh can go. Mitesh, if you're listening, go buy the book, bro. So, so what the book does is it introduces the concept of a of a of a CTO journal. Um, so each chapter has a journaling component to it, uh, so that you can, like you said, sit down and actually write out what you're experiencing at the company. Like, who are the key people that that are maybe loud voices in the leadership team? Uh, what are previous disappointments that that may have uh, kneecapped your predecessor? Uh, what are some quick wins that can communicate innovation and change without signing you up for like a velocity that is impossible to maintain? So just to be, you know, on a weekly basis through the journaling, through uh, the book, to just be intentional about, oh, you know what, I should do this flow chart or this business process needs a little improvement and 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 through the through those hundred days to set you up to be all the way from business objectives all the way through uh, leadership and socializing a little bit uh, all the way through to your own technology strategy and plan and understanding where you want to go all the way through to understanding what the stakeholders want for the success of the company these to me are all things that when, like you said, when, when, when I hit the ground running as a newly appointed CTO, um, you know, there's a lot of focus on the dev team, the culture, the blockers, the, the, the velocity, the delivery, you know, um, uptime, thousands of one-on-one meetings, you know. So, so you can get caught up in the, the weeds pretty quickly. And this book is sort of your companion to help you remind you, hey, you're on a 100-day journey and you're, you're either working for or against your future self right now. And so I want you to work for your future self in this new role. And that's what this book does. So was all of the content in the book from personal experience, from seven CTOs, team members, where did you get all the content from? It was, um, a lot of it was personal, um, and a lot of it was in my coaching of CTOs. I would say a lot of the structure came from my personal experience. The anecdotes and stories in there are drawn from my experiences. There are, I, I think, like I said, the impetus for really getting into the book was just my own disappointment. <laughs> 
when I was able to connect an amazing CTO with an amazing company and then a couple months later to find out that they, they couldn't make it work. And then when I find out why they couldn't make it work, I, I was even more distraught because I realized, oh my goodness, the, this is some basic things that wasn't done by the C, the new CTO to help massage their way into that company's culture, that company's, all the baggage that comes with that company since its, since its inception. Oftentimes the, the problems that you're being hired to solve are not the problems that you're going to be solving if you do it right. Like you can come in and you can refactor the system. You can help it add a new pricing plan or introduce a free tier to your SaaS business or go multinational or launch in various continents. You can do all of that. But ultimately, how your fellow C-suite members view success is really what makes themselves successful. CRO wants to hit the numbers. The CMO wants to, to do attribution. The CFO wants to reduce costs. You know, the CEO wants to expand the brand and, and team culture. A lot of these things have got nothing to do with your technology department. But But when you need allies and when you need togetherness and collaboration and when you're cashing in some equity because you need to take the team or to an offsite or you need to address a very difficult part of the system that is broken down and you rely on people to trust you to 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 roll with it well if you haven't been doing any relational work empathy work if you didn't go to that damn happy hour and drink just one drink with someone to listen to their story, well, then when you need it most, it's going to be missing. And then uh, in most cases, the guns will be turned around and, and facing you. And it'll be, well, the CTO came in and they were great, but they kind of suck right now. And, you know, and, then, and, then, and then those allies are gone. And and that's what I want to, I really want to help great people, really want them to overcome those first 100 days so that they can be set up to succeed together. I love it. Wow. I sound really passionate about this. You're very passionate about it, and rightfully so. I mean, you're great. If For those who don't know, Etienne is the equivalent of Tony Robbins for CTOs. He's like the guy. He's expensive, of course, because he's worth it. But he's the guy. And honestly, Etienne, your greatness is the reason I'm friends with you. I, I want to have great friends. I want to be around people who, who master their craft and who are amazing. And, you know, when I first you. met you, you know, you were kind enough to see past my, uh, childishness <laughs> and in my domination aspect and then and then as we we got to know each other a little bit more i mean you've been a very positive influence in my life professionally i remember one time when we were at i think we were in north carolina i had handled a, a situation fairly poorly on email and I mentioned it to you and you just looked at me and you were like and you thought that was a good idea and i was like you know what it wasn't a good idea it wasn't. And then I tried to defend it and I was like, ah, it didn't work very well. But you're intelligent, you're experienced, but you're kind enough to let me get it out, right? You're kind enough to say, okay, he's just at that stage right now. And 
that's awesome because those moments where you don't do much and you know don't beat me up for it and don't sit there and lecture me for it just the way that you responded you have so much credibility with me i've thought about that moment for like months wow. after and wow. i've been so much better about handling that type of situation uh and that's every time that situation comes up i think about you so wow it makes me happy and and i yeah. i really appreciate that and um i will say you know i'm someone who can get very down on myself, uh, be very skeptical. Um, I can be glass half empty. I could find all the reasons something shouldn't work, wouldn't work. And, and that's where you've impacted me greatly, brother. You, your energy, your, your ability to see the good, to, to imagine what is possible you're probably one of the handful of people in my life that can speak to me so directly because when I was your age, I was, I was skeptical and negative and young and I was, I was half glass, half empty. And to observe your energy and, and the way it's impacted me has, has changed me. So I, feelings mutual, man. I, I, I love being around you. Aww. Buy the book, people. Buy the book. It's in it's yes, in Amazon. I, I, it's called CTO yes, it's, Excellence in 100 Days. Yes. Becoming the leader that your company deserves. I've got it. For those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, step one, go subscribe to YouTube. Step two, Etienne's face is on the screen behind me with the book and it's beautiful and it says CTO Excellence. Whoever did your cover art did it. Who, let's give a shout out. Who did your cover art, man? Dude, Scribe Media, man. Houndstooth. Houndstooth Press, they they are an incredible company. I do have to do a shout out to them. I'm doing my second book with them as well. Uh, they are a phenomenal company, phenomenal team. They care passionately about people like you and me getting our stories out. So Scribe Media, brilliant company. I also want to give a shout out to all the people that endorsed the book. Of course, uh, Shri from PayPal is on there. and um, Oh, yes. Nice. Alex Balage from Intuit, Chief Architect at Intuit. So they were all very kind to endorse the book. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping people will be sufficiently puzzled um, by the things that I think are important and equally amazed at the impact it can have on their, their roles. What's the most important takeaway from the book? If I just remember one thing after walking away and reading that entire book, what would that one thing be? Oh, man. I think it's in that title. It's how to become the leader your company deserves. Um, I think we, as CTOs, technical leaders, technical, like brilliant, logical, computational machines... I think we think that the company needs to wrap itself around how we think and how we do things. And this book really emphasizes the, the being in service to the culture, um, being less than in your ego and in your leadership approach to really put others first. I'm a lover, so there's a lot of love in the book. And uh, to really go about how we impact people you know, below us on the org chart and above us on the org chart with, with love and respect. So you're the man. <laughs> How's your health doing? It's been, uh, it's been so, so man, I've been pursuing the better health, lower, lowering my mental stress and, uh, 
So I've been focusing a lot on more relaxation. I, I realized that when I became an entrepreneur about 25 years ago, maybe we're born entrepreneurs, but when I like really started earning my own income from my own efforts, uh, I just didn't stop. I, I didn't stop. I, I, I lost track of weekends, seven days a week, eight to five. All of that stuff goes out the door. And, um, you know, I just turned 50 last year and man, I just realized I, I have to start prioritizing my, my, my energy, my health for my, my young, my kids are preteens and they need me, man. So I'm, uh, I've scaled down. I, I exercise more. I definitely am a religious about what I eat. I know you went on that kick of many years ago, right? So the health thing is important. Yes. I made a new change last week where I went full on. This is a mini. This is an iPhone oh. mini. 13. They don't make it anymore. They make a 13, but they don't make a 14. So this is now the personal phone. So Friday at five, work phone gets turned off. Yes. And then I have this one and... Only no no slack because here's the thing: there people were telling me at the store when I was trying to buy stuff from them. They were telling me why I shouldn't. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. But they said, you know, you can put your phone. It's got this focus mode and it's got you know work mode and personal mode. I said, I don't have the self control to know there's several business deals pending and not open up Slack, yes. even if there's not yes. a red bubble. It's just yes. Saturday afternoon. I yes. have like a minute or two kids are doing something or whatever. I want to just take a peek at it or my work email. There's no work email on there either. So I got my first new personal Gmail account in 20 years. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal journey, dude. I, I, I commend you for that. I, I'm on that journey. I'm, I'm, I didn't connect the idea of two phones because I thought two phones was, was the IT guy with the SRE who was, you know, manning the phone system. But I, but I realize now that the physical separation of the two devices, like I'm trying to, to, I'm trying to manage it on this thing. It's not working. And, you know, I, I find my muscle memory is constantly refreshing my emails. I go and, and even if I delete the emails, then it's back on because I forgot that someone's, that I'm driving to meet at a restaurant, the information's in an email. I, I, I think that's a great idea. I am definitely going to explore this two phones approach, work phone and private phone approach. Can I make a, a suggestion? It, it would be try the mini. You can return it if you don't mini. like it. It's beautiful. Yes. And I will say, I will say that I texted you earlier this year to say, Hey, I'm making some radical changes to, for my mental health. And, and really when I say mental health, I mean, get out of this compressor that I've been in for 25 years. And you were like right there with me. You're like, hey man, wow, that's amazing. I'm also doing it. You're of course, you know, younger than I am. So I love that you have this awareness and determination so early on, you know. I started getting, you know, my vital, my vitals were starting to tell me that if I don't make a change, I'm going to become a cliché either around my mortality or around medications and, and chronic illness. And 
And that gave me a very, very rude awakening. And as I started realizing that this needed to change, I took a look at my, you know, building tech for so many years and just this incredible rat race of things constantly changing and then the veracity with which things change. And, you know, uh, now we're all on dedicated servers in, you know, now we're all moving to cloud. Now we're all moving to data science. Then we're all like, you know, now it's all like, what's AI going to do? AI. So, you know, a lot of it is the physical neglect, but I also realized my next layer is going to be my mindfulness to take a deep breath and to just take it easy, man. So for you, Anyways. your health, your vitals, for me, it was Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. He's that high powered exec making those toys. At the end, he's like very rich and he's got his Ferrari, but he's got no family. He's working on Christmas. And I saw that one year around Christmas time, I think two or three years ago. And I just said, I don't want to be that guy. So I bought the camper and I decided that this, I have family time. I stopped working on weekends. I did the notification thing. And then now I'm trying to figure out how to take that to the next level, Mm. especially with business, like trying to figure out how many hours like I, I like to experiment, so I don't really care what everybody else thinks. I just experiment, and if it works for me, that's enough. I don't need it to work for you as long as it works for me. right? I found what I'm playing with right now is I created this uh, block in my schedule. This is a New Year thing, and it's called Executive Function. And it happens between, I think it's like a four-hour block, between like 9 a.m. and noon. And my team can book any time that they need inside of that block, and I have to solve all of my business, my operational business problems and endeavors have to happen within that block. And then the other times of the day I can be thinking about the business or where we want to go or calling people and you know loving on them or figuring out what's going on and, and how we can help uh, that type of thing, having relationships with my team members. But that executive function block is like, I just do everything in there. And then the team knows that there's these very specific, you know, block of time mm. where they can, they can book. So that's one of the things I'm working on. Yeah. I, I love what you said about, um, making sure it works for you. You know, I, I call it sort of my essence. My, uh, w- what can I do from essence? Like, how can I do friendships from my essence? How can I do my calendar from my essence? How can I do my free time, my parenting from my essence? And what I'm experimenting with now is to, I basically do a full Monday. I do, and then I do half days, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then I have Thursdays and Fridays completely, bl- uh, uh, empty. And I found that um, I actually cherish my mornings for what works for me is if I have can have a so-called rummaging around kind of mornings where I, you know, I can take the kids to school, I make breakfast, I can do some reading, I, I sit in the sun. I just find that if I have give myself a lot of space in the mornings, then I knock out on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I have just a small three hour block. Like I think that's your executive function block. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm like, okay, I can do coaching sessions. I can do some operational things, 
but that's a s extremely time boxed limited space and so what goes in there is also super important tasks like we we you know to make it into that box you need to be a, a very important thing and and that's working it's, it's it's working for me it's 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 really changing like this is my first you're my first call today and it's it's been amazing this morning i've been by myself your next book has to be called the power of puttering <laughs> puttering around puttering around Etienne, we did it we made a podcast did it, brother. how do you feel I, yeah good i i really appreciate you um helping me with the with the little road show and um uh you know you're you're doing amazing work so i'm, I'm thankful that you're helping me thank you Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this episode useful, please share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would get value from it. And if you have topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast, either add me on LinkedIn or send me an email, joel at moderncto.io. Every time I get an email or LinkedIn message, it absolutely makes my day and inspires me to keep going.